Welcome to class, everyone. We're excited to have you all with us, our live studio audience. We've got some new faces, but it's always a privilege, a blessing to see you here. Hey, I know you. We're going to be talking for the next couple weeks about the celebration of creation, because I thought I need to come up with a catchy title, celebration, rhymes with creation, God is good, we know all that good stuff. So we're going to begin at the beginning. Today we're talking about the Big Bang Theory, but we're going to lay down kind of some logical basis here. Uh, this probably sounds very familiar to you, right? If you're into rhetorical analysis at school or anything like that. But basically what we're saying is we're going to establish some truths before we get into the discussion. I don't want to call it an argument because we're not really like arguing. We're just discussing. So the first truth that we need to talk about is this. Everything that we see came from something, right? This hotel lobby that we're sitting in, it was built, right, by someone. Our bodies were made by our mommies and daddies. That's a different message for a different time. But everything that we see came from something. We can agree on that, right? Like, we don't ever just see something like, oh, that just came out of nowhere. Well, we use that phrase sometimes, like, ah, oh, just came out of nowhere. But literally, physically, nothing came from nothing. Everything came from something. Exactly. Exactly right. So if you go to school and you take uh, biology or physics, you may have read in a textbook where they say, well, the Big Bang Theory means that billions of years ago, the universe was like smaller than an atom, and then there was an explosion, and this is the part that requires faith, right? You never think in biology class that you need faith. But many textbooks will tell you in school that everything came from nothing. And so whether you're a Christian or not, whether you are a Bible believer or not, we always believe that something started the universe, right? Now, Christians believe that the Lord created the universe. Atheists, people who believe more in science than they do in faith, they say, well, nothing started the universe. It just started. But everybody believes that the universe started somewhere, and we're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about how the universe was created, and then we'll kind of compare that to some things that maybe we've read or we've been taught. And some of us may actually believe them, and we'll see what the Word of God has to say about that. So I'm going to begin, not in the beginning just yet, like in the beginning of the Bible. I'm going to begin in the book of John, chapter 1. And John is actually in the New Testament. You know, there's the Old Testament books, and then the New Testament books that start with Jesus and move on from there. We're going to read John chapter 1 and verse 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And it says this, and I'm reading the New International Version because it's a little easier to understand. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Verse 3 says this, Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. Verse 4, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And verse 5, I love verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So we go from like a past tense way back in the beginning. What's your first memory? Do you guys remember your first memory? It's hard, right? Because your brain was still cooking and developing 
One of my very first memories is back when we still lived in Port Lavaca, before we moved to Yorktown. And I remember falling off of a spring horse. It was like a horse, and it was held up by four springs, and you could just like spring around in it. You didn't go anywhere, but you kind of bounced. I remember falling off of that spring horse. And I must have been like two and a half, three years old. I don't remember if it hurt. I don't remember why, but I remember falling off of that spring horse. It's one of my first memories. Now, sometimes I'll like put together some things that people told me happened and I'll kind of remember, but I kind of more remember it like from their point of view than mine. Do you guys remember your first memory? Right? <gasps> oh my goodness. Uh, do you remember how old you were when you fell down? Maybe two or three? Okay, so kind of that same age. That's weird, right? Your brain remembers, hey, we need to remember not to do this again. Yeah. A big deal. Yeah. So as far back as our memories go, or only as far as our brains go, right? Like, I like to mess with my students sometimes at school, and they say, well, my birthday is such and such and such. I'm like, oh, really? Who told you that? And they're like, well my parents the doctor i go how do you know they're not lying to you because literally you don't remember your birthday right now justin you say oh well my birthday is this day how do you know because somebody showed you a picture <laughs> yeah well somebody wrote down on a piece of paper that you were born this day how do you know that you can trust them you ever think about stuff like that it's weird like if somebody just lied to you and said okay well we're gonna you know like you hear those stories somebody stole my baby or something like that <laughs> Oh, yeah. A million dollars is a lot of money. Maybe not the truth. But if you think back to before the times we had camera phones and birth certificates, like your grandparents or your great-great-grandparents, where did they record those births? Many of them weren't even born in a hospital. We only can remember as far back as we remember, and so we have to just kind of believe what we're told about the stuff that happened before we got here. And people argue about this stuff all the time and say, oh, you know, the moon landing was fake or Bigfoot's out there, which he is. But we'll get to that later. So in the beginning was the word because God doesn't have a beginning. He doesn't have an end. And one way that I've heard this story told is like this. God showed a man a vision and he said, you're here with me. And so the man turns back and looks backwards into time and he looks as far as he can see and there's no end. And he gets scared. And God says, why are you scared? And he goes, because I can't, my mind can't comprehend eternity going that way. And God says, okay, we'll turn around and look the other way. So he turns around and looks into the future and he goes so far that he can't see the end and he gets scared. And God says, why are you scared? And he says, because my mind, my human brain can't comprehend that much time. Like we think three hours in one classroom is forever, right? I'm stuck. Oh my gosh, I need to use the restroom. But this man was terrified because he literally can't take in that much information. And God says, you don't have to be scared because every day in eternity is like today. And the man says, well, what do you mean? And God says, well, for me, every day is today. As far back as he went, God was there. As far forward as he could look, God was there. And so that kind of gives us peace when it comes to time and eternity and the grand scheme of things because God doesn't have a start and God doesn't have an, 
end. And in the same way, his love for us didn't start when we were born. Like, he's always loved us. And it's not going to end when we pass away. Now, we obviously, we understand what it's like to lose somebody. And we're like, man, I miss them. I love them so much. And now they're gone. But our love doesn't end, right? Just because their time ended, our love keeps going. In the same way, God exists outside of time. So what I want you to think about is this, that our bodies, like our human bodies, are basically a car, like Olaf, Maddie's car. When you get in Olaf, you drive around, but you're not going to have Olaf forever, are you? Eventually, you're either going to trade it in or it's going to break down, and then you will transfer to a new vehicle. Now, when you get out of your car, we're not going to say, Maddie's dead. We're just going to say she changed vehicles. And so this body here, our brains and our skin and our bones, it's our spirit vehicle because your mind or your spirit they work together and your body the bible says we're three-part beings spirit soul and body so this is our car and so obviously we you know got to change the oil make sure you stay hydrated and work out exercise eat right so that it can last as long as possible but then ever our body passes away we don't stop existing our spirit just gets out of this vehicle and goes to another location So that's how we can remember, okay, we're spirit beings, and that's going to help us understand this creation stuff. So we see that in the beginning was the Word, and he was with God. And now I want to go back to Genesis, all the way back to the beginning. So Genesis chapter 1. Let me scroll in my Bible app here. Genesis 1. And again, we see these words, in the beginning, God created the heavens, and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now these words formless and empty actually are not a direct translation from the Hebrew language that this was written in. The language that they used was more like poetic, almost like a a song when they wrote the beginning of the Bible. And so the words that they used were Tohu and bohu, meaning like void and vacant, like there was nothing there. If you ever move to a new house and you open the door and you're like, this is going to be my room, there's nothing there. You have to decide, what am I going to fill this space with? And that's what God did in the beginning. The universe or the world had no form, there was no shape, there was no structures. Have you guys ever looked at like a salt molecule or a sugar molecule and there's like little prisms and structures? None of those structures existed. Everything in the world that we see, the lines, the curves, the solid things that we see, none of that was there. It was empty and formless, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So God was already there, the Spirit. Verse 3, and God said. So I want to go back to John chapter 1 where the Bible says in the beginning was the Word. The Word was there. So we understand the topic of the Trinity, if you guys have heard that before, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So we see God was there. We see the Holy Spirit was there. And we see the Word, Jesus, the Word of God was there. Let there be light. Now, when it comes to the Big Bang Theory, this is where Christians agree with this explosion that when God said, let there be light, there was light in verse three. And that's how the universe started. Like everything was just soupy, formless, no order, just chaos, just empty. And then God brings order into the situation. That's how he works. Whenever he creates, 
there's life because God is love. God loves things being in order. He loves life. He loves to give life. That's why in John 3, 16, the Bible says that God so loved the world, he gave his only son. And for what purpose? Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So all these scriptures are connected, right? Just like a textbook would tell you, well, because of this and then this and then this is tied to this. This is the same thing in the Bible. And that's what we're talking about today, a celebration of creation. So Jesus is already there and he is the force that initiates creation. Just like John 1, 1 says that in the beginning was the word. He was there with God. By him, everything was created. So God says, let there be light. And there was light. John 1, 4 says in him was the light of mankind. Verse 4 in Genesis 1 says, God saw the light was good. He separated the light from the darkness. So we start to see the difference in the days and the nights. And then God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. This is the formation of the planets. So we call sky and we call earth. And these are words that they had to use 5,000 years ago. How do you describe atmosphere and lithosphere and biosphere and all these things that we learned about in school, right? The biosphere has different biomes. You remember that? You've got your Arctic or Antarctic, and then you got your tundra and your taiga and your deciduous forest. I love science. I love learning about all the things and the trees and the plants and the microorganisms. And none of that is in conflict with the Bible. Some people will tell you that. Well, you can't believe the Bible and believe science. Well, we believe the Bible and science backs all that up because God in his infinite wisdom not only created us humans, but he created the microorganisms and he created the trees and he created the birds and all that goes on. Verse nine, God said, let the water under the sky be gathered in one place and dry ground. Verse 11, let the land produce vegetation, plants. And verse 14, let there be lights in the sky and we look at the stars and everything. And verse 16, God made two great lights, the greater to govern the day and the lesser to govern the night. He made the stars. And verse 19, there was evening, there was morning, the fourth day. So we see this process here. Now, there are some people who believe that this took longer than just one day and that the divisions of time were a little bit different because how do you judge 24 hours before God created the sun on day four? It's an interesting question, right? We don't have the answer to that question, but we believe God created the universe. And we see how. God said, let the water teem with living creatures. Let birds fly above the earth, across the vault of the sky. And even secular scientists will tell you that life began in the water and the pools and the puddles. Well, that's what the Bible says. That, that was the first place that life appeared. But then we also talk about the birds and everything was good. So verse 22, he says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the water and the seas and let the birds increase on the earth the fifth day. Then we go into the bigger creatures, according to their kind, livestock, creatures on the ground, wild animals. And it was so. And he made the wild animals according to their kind, livestock, all the creatures that move on the ground. And then in verse 26, this is the sixth day. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image in our likeness so they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground and this is the difference any secular scientist will tell you 
oh yeah you know the planets were created and then once the planets were formed you know the land and the water separated and then the life came from the water and then you know it came up on land and they'll agree with all of this and this is where we disagree then they will tell you well the birds somehow became monkeys and the monkeys somehow became people it takes a lot of faith to be a secular atheistic scientist we believe that after all of these things that we already see and they agree with us had happened we agree okay the next step was that god created humans in his image not that god has like five fingers and five toes even though you know my last name is six toes but we believe that he created us in his image in the image of god he created them verse 27 male and female he created them i'm gonna pause here and we're gonna have a pretty uh, pretty intense discussion we believe a lot of the same things that other people believe when it comes to the creation of the universe first the universe exploded then there was stars then there were planets then there was life in the water and then that water life on land and all of those things they'll agree with you they'll just say oh well it took billions of years and we think it happened a lot faster whether it was hundreds thousands of years or like some people believe in 24 hours there's no reason to believe it didn't happen in 24 hours but we believe all of those same things except when it comes to the creation of man here's what happens if we believe that god created us then we have purpose i want everybody to look at your cell phone you would never walk up to a cell phone and say wow this cell phone evolved out of nowhere well, no, we look at it and we see how it was put together and it's called intelligent design. Somebody, even your iPhones will say designed in California, right? For Apple. So as we look at this, we see this was made for a purpose. Now, here's what happens. If you can remove the person who made it, you can get rid of the purpose. So the people who don't believe we were created by God, well, then there's no purpose for us we're just a happy accident like bob ross when he's painting there are no mistakes just happy accidents and so removing genesis 1 and 27 saying god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them that allows people logically in their mind i'm not saying they're crazy i'm just saying okay if this is what you believe this is what you believe so if we believe god created us we have a purpose god has a purpose for justin's life God has a purpose for Bryson's life and Serenity's life and Maddie's life and Faith's life and Trinity's life and Lily's life because he made us. But if he didn't, then we don't have a purpose. And if he didn't make us, then we don't have to stick with male or female. You see where I'm going with this? So a lot of people believe I'm trapped in the wrong body because they don't believe God made them. Or if they do, they believe he made a mistake, which can't happen because he's god we see everything else he created if the earth was a thousand miles closer to the sun we'd all burn alive if the earth was a thousand miles further from the sun we'd all freeze to death if the earth wasn't tilted on its axis we wouldn't have seasons and if the moon didn't circle the earth just right we wouldn't have tides we wouldn't have all the different things that people like count the moon with and it would mess with uh, lunar cycles and people would have just weird animals it's, a, it's all connected if the earth was a little further out we'd get bombarded by asteroids and if we were further in like i said we just fry like bacon 
everything that God made is perfectly aligned. And there are some people who believe all of this happened by accident. Astronomical odds, like believing, oh, well, this cell phone just created itself. What a happy accident. There's no way. The way that bacteria work and the mitochondria and the endoplasmic reticulum and RNA and DNA and replication and mitosis, meiosis, all these wonderful scientific things that we learn in school. It's almost funny to me how we can believe all that. And some people believe it's all an accident. There's no way. And some people, they'll try and do these little gymnastics and work around and say, well, it must have been aliens. <laughs> like, okay, so where's your evidence for aliens? Like, we have a Bible that supports all of these things, or I should say science that supports all these things in the Bible already. And yet people want to remove God from the equation and say, all of this happened by accident. I can change whether I'm a boy or I'm a girl because God didn't make me or God made a mistake. That's why we celebrate creation, because just looking around, the Bible says that nature proclaims the glory of God. Yesterday, I was finally able to work out after months of recovery, because I had a pretty serious surgery. And just walking the track in Yorktown, they had the sprinklers on in the football field, and you could smell the grass. The sky was so blue, and the clouds, and just the wind blowing. And I was just thanking God. Because the next time, and I'm going to give you guys homework, like you're going to go outside this week. You're going to turn off all your electronics and you're just going to look at nature. And remember, God created all this. There's no way this could have happened. And another reason, is despite scientists looking for all these years, we haven't found this anywhere else, right? There's no other out there intelligence or other planets and i love science fiction you know they're like oh well i live on this planet and i transported to this planet we haven't seen anywhere else that god has created that kind now could it be out there maybe it's not in the bible but here in this where we live this could not have happened on its own you would never walk up to a cell phone and say oh well, that phone just happened you wouldn't walk up to a baby and say well that baby just happened no it was created and there's a purpose. Anything that was made was made for a reason, right? So in the same way, God created man in his image, male and female. Verse 28, he blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky. So we need to be responsible. This is my eco-friendly biblical narrative here. We need to be responsible. Don't litter don't start forest fires don't you know pour poison in the water drains we need to take care of the earth because that's our job when god created us take care of the earth so as we're looking at the celebration of creation i wanted you to realize this everybody believes that the universe started somewhere most people believe it started in the stars and then the planets formed and then the water and then the life came out of the water and onto the land and then people showed up but we differ when we talk about the people because if we weren't made for a purpose then it doesn't matter if we're born at all and it doesn't matter when we die or how we die so there's that disconnect whenever people say that well i should be able to terminate my pregnancy why because i made this baby not god but if you say well this baby was made in the image of god then instead of terminating a pregnancy you may look more towards like adoption well let me let someone else raise this child like when i was a part of a foster family the person in charge of those children was not able to care for those children 
But we didn't just get rid of them. We just said, let's find someone who can care for those children. So if someone finds themselves in a situation, they say, wow, I'm not ready to care for this child. You don't need to get rid of the child because we agree mankind is made in the image of God. It deserves life. It's made for a purpose. There's a calling there. And so people who don't let that happen, they say, well, no, 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 we weren't made in the image of God. We weren't made male and female. There's no calling on our lives. We're just an accident. This pregnancy is an accident. And some people call it that, right? Accidental pregnancy. Now, nobody gets pregnant on accident. Now, this is youth class, so we're not going to get into that scientific process. But you have to try to get pregnant. The only person who ever got pregnant on accident would be Mary, I guess, right? The mother of Jesus, because there was no man involved. But other than that, it's not an accident. And the baby is not a problem. It's made in the image of God. You see how we have to go back to the beginning of the Bible to understand, and it's called worldview. How do you view the world? Now, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, God loves me, but, you know, he's just out there and he just kind of spun the world like a top and just walked away, right? Like, okay, here's the earth. It's going. Y'all take care of it. But he is involved in every aspect from the very atoms. I was talking to a friend of mine. I want you guys to like rub two fingers together. Did you know that chemically, atomically, you're not touching because there's space between atoms, right? And so you have these sensations in your nerves that shoot up into your brain and your brain perceives with your eyes and the pressure points of your fingers. Oh, we're touching. But if you zoom all the way in, your atoms like are barely touching, but there's space between your atoms. Have you ever thought about that? And God created it like that. Yeah, you can feel pressure and everything, but in between atoms, there is space, subatomic space. You've got protons and neutrons, and they're circled by electrons, and there's space in between them. And God knew all of that, and he imagined all these things. Like we used to, the Dalton model of the atom was just a ball. We used to think the atom was a ball. And then they figured out there's a nucleus, and then they thought that the electrons circled in a perfect orbit. And now we have the electron cloud model where at any point in time an electron could be there. Have you done any experiments in school where you talk about like the neutrons or the balance? So you'll get there in science class. And to think that all of that is an accident requires a lot of faith. And many times people will look at people who believe in God and they say, well, faith is stupid. I believe in science. How do you prove how this stuff happened. You weren't there. My memories only go back to that spring horse where I fell down. Maddie's memories only go back to where she fell down. How do you prove that this was not creation? People say, well, you can't prove God exists. Well, how can you prove he doesn't? Because all of this evidence suggests none of these things happened on their own. Or even if one of them happened on their own, like let's say a battery showed up out of nowhere. The entire phone did not show up out of nowhere. You had to take the battery and plug it in somewhere. So wherever this argument comes from, well, this was all happenstance and this was all chance, you can't tell me that all of this happened by chance. A could have happened by chance, B could have happened by chance, but not Z in order of A and B and C and E and D. ABC. I mixed those two up. A, B, C, D, E. See, I'm already messing up my alphabet. And who wrote the alphabet? Someone with the mind given, created, just like God blessed Adam to name all these animals, mankind is creative. Because if we're just an accident 
and our lives don't matter, then what is the purpose of caring for people, whether they're born, whether they're old? That's why we call this a biblical worldview. Now, there are a lot of people who take this and they twist it and they try and control people and they try and make people feel bad and they say, well, the Bible says, the Bible says. There are a lot of things that need interpretation in the Bible. And that's why I love this series because you guys have questions. You're like, okay, well, I just read in anatomy and physiology that this is how the body works and God created it to work that way. And then there are some times where because of sin and because of the curse and because of corruption in our DNA, things happen and people are born with different things. And you say, well, how come God created them like that? Well, there's pollution in the air and there's radiation on the planet and all these different things. God didn't create everything the way it's supposed to be right now. He created it perfect in the beginning. We'll talk a little bit more about the curse and sin next week. But God created all of this from nothing. But it was through Jesus. Because when he said, let there be, we know that Jesus in John chapter 1 is the word of God. So when God says, let there be, there's life. And we've done the experiment. Faith, you get to do the experiment today. So hold your hand in front of your mouth and say the word, be. Did you feel that little rush of air? Be. It's called a plosive. And that's why when people have microphones, they say not to go, because then the micro goes, pop, pop, pop. In the same way, when God speaks, things happen and it brings life. That's why whenever we receive Jesus in our hearts, we receive eternal life because everywhere the word of God exists, life exists. So God was there. The spirit was there. There was nothing created. It was just goopy, soupy. And then the word of God shows up and it brings order. It brings purpose. And so whenever people feel like, man, my life has no meaning. Nobody loves me. You know, I had to be pulled from this household environment and CPS put me over there. Or, you know, my stepmom or stepdad says this or my ex-boyfriend or girlfriend said that about me. They did not create you. So they do not get to choose your purpose. That's why it's so important to realize this. If God created us, then only what he says matters. Not what your science textbook says, not what your ex says, not what your mom or dad says. Now, they're meant to encourage you. And there are mentors who can help discover God's purpose. Like, I love seeing gifts and talents in the kids. Like, man, you know what, Faith? I believe that God's raising this up inside of you. Maddie, I see this developing inside of you. Justin, I believe God has this for you. But it's through this lens, not the iPad, the Bible. And so that's why we had to start knowing God created Because if you remove that from the beginning, literally nothing else matters. People say, well, Jesus saved your soul. Well, that doesn't matter because my life's meaningless. See how we have to go back to the beginning? Well, I feel trapped in this body. I'm not of this. I'm not of that. If God created you, that's what you're supposed to be. And, you know, Satan comes in. We'll talk again about sin next week. But we wanted to start this week with a celebration of creation. And most of us believe a lot of the same stuff. It's just when we get to the people part that we start to say, well, we're made in the image of God. And other people say, we're just an accident. I'm thankful that we are not an accident. And I'm excited about where we're going to go in the next couple weeks. But we're going to go ahead and bring that to a close. Those of you listening online, remember that you can keep up with all of our messages on our website, gncvictoria.com slash youth. And you'll find the YouTube feed. You'll find the Spotify channel, the Anchor FM channel, all that good stuff. But for now, Let's end in a word of prayer, shall we? God, thank you so much for your word. 
that you have written it in a way that we can understand. It's not some mysterious thing. It's not foreign language to us. But we understood today that you created us. And because we're designed by you, just like our phones say that they're designed for a purpose, we know that you created us for a purpose. And as we go through this series, God, help our hearts and our minds to be open so that we can understand that purpose. And that no matter what happens to us, no matter what people say to us or do to us, we know we're not an accident. We were created in your image. We are beautiful and holy just the way we are. We don't have to change ourselves or, or do anything to our bodies to become acceptable to you. You made us in your image and you love us so much that you sent Jesus to die for us. And as we continue to learn, God, I thank you that you would bring things to our remembrance as we grow and as we get older and start jobs and careers and marriages and families that we would always remember we were made for a purpose. And you are the one who gives us that purpose, not anybody else. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, always remember, I love you and God loves you and I'm praying for you and he's watching over you. So we'll see you next time.